0: episode of these are the voyages on the captain captain chase mckinney and joining me uh for this little adventure uh talking more lower decks my dear friend lieutenant commander david what's happening bud what's going on oh you know just holding the chair down that sort of thing just holding the center seat down as as well as i can sweet when you get engineers up in here and like bolt it down just a little bit more it's a little it's a little shaky
1: yeah so uh I wanted to let you know that Mm -hmm. you know no mischief or anything but i just you know i happen to find this other this other pip all right so Mm -hmm. you know in quotations commander eric uh he's not here and you know i may or may not have uh you know just uh, casually acquired casually acquired something on his way out so for this episode, in this episode only, I, I think I'm just gonna have to be commander, just straight up commander. I'm just taking it. That's okay. what we do on this station. We just take, we take what we want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we take what we want. Okay.
1: I can I can I can be demoted next next episode.
0: Okay. Well, in that case, yeah, you have a temporary promotion to commander. How about yeah. that? Full commander. All right. All right. You, it's even real, reflected in your bubble. Look at look at that man look at that yeah um yeah commander eric is not um hanging out with us this week he is um he's actually working a recruiting booth um and uh doing a, a temporary uh, duty uh you know assignment with um uh, what was that the uss volunteer uh is what i i think i i heard him um having to go off to so yeah he's he's over at the uss volunteer and uh, he's also uh, working a uh, Starfleet recruiting booth. So um, thank you, Commander Eric, for doing that. Appreciate it, bud. Appreciate it. So um, he'll be back uh, next time, and we'll also be hearing some thoughts from him uh, later on in the show. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, what's been going on in your world, dude? Oh, uh, not, not a ton.
1: <laughs> not a lot. Uh, and I don't know. This week has probably been a little bit more annoying than anything else so mm. you know just still waiting on house stuff and all of that good jazz you know work and we've had a couple of people that are uh, taking new positions and everything like that so you know some changes are going to be coming down the bend but eh you know it's just, just kind of a blah blah week I can dig it <laughs> Yeah, nothing really quite worked out the way it was supposed to, but um, going to uh, going to go see the um, the Ohio State Wisconsin game on Saturday. Hmm. So okay. that should be fun. And then uh, we'll kind of see what Sunday brings. But uh, but yeah, yeah, nothing nothing too crazy.
0: Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I man, you've been going to uh, quite a few ball games this this season.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried to get out. I I actually do enjoy live live sporting events. Live sporting events are pretty fun.
0: True story. True story. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, I mean I, I enjoy watching uh, mainly like uh, uh, was it like baseball and hockey and sometimes golf, just depending on like what the the tournament might be. Uh, but yeah, there's there's nothing like you know going out to you know watching. You know whatever sport whatever team even if you're not a fan of like the the sport or the team like it's still kind of fun to to be around that so well hockey season's not
1: too far away no no it's not either so and we have the we have the blue jackets so it's always nice uh i mean in in the you know downtown columbus area i mean there's they're in within a very close radius of each other is you know triple a columbus clippers baseball the columbus crew mls soccer team and then uh the blue jackets are down there as well so it's obviously like baseball season's wrapping up but it can be <laughs> terrible down there when you got a soccer game going on jackets are playing and like there's maybe an event at Huntington park it's it's pretty. I don't know. It's it's a fun area. That that area they really build up uh, pretty nicely. There's a lot of nice places to eat, stuff like that. So it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, there was, um, um like in in Arlington, which is where we have the uh, the Texas Rangers and the Dallas Cowboys playing here in Texas. Um, I remember uh, not too long ago there was um, uh, there was something that came across like social media, like for. Uh, people here in like the North Texas area, but especially for, for, um, Arlington, that there was, um, I think it was like a, uh, like a preseason game for the NFL or something like that. I want to say that's what it was, or it was a very early season. Um, and then it was like, you know, a baseball game that was happening. And there was like some kind of, I think like high school, game or something that was being played at the old rangers ballpark which is right next door to all that stuff so it was like congratulations welcome to the worst track traffic jam in the world type of thing like all like, like if you were in arlington like you were just like so screwed over because of how congested it was yeah I'll t-
1: the arena district is as they call it down there is actually not too bad even when things are going on traffic moves pretty well uh there is one on ramp that's fairly close and then there's they usually funnel traffic and then i guess i should i should also add there's a concert venue right there too which hmm. if that's popping there it's it's pretty wild it's pretty wild. but 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 traffic wise is it's not terrible not terrible
0: well, and I should add that too. I mean, if we're gonna one up each other, let's let's go, let's go. Um, like right across from, um, the old Rangers ballpark, there was um, it used to be called the um, Arlington Convention Center, but then it got rebranded as the Esports Arena, which it's still used as an as the Arlington Convention Center, but it's it has so much setup, right, for like all those like LAN party, computer gaming, esports type stuff. So, like, if that happens or a conference is happening, forget about it, man. Just stay away. <laughs> stay away. Um, then you will have the quad effect of horribleness.
1: So, anyway, we also have a convention center in that area, too. So, you know, if you... You know oh and, and there's also the North Market which is pretty cool that's that's a, that's a pretty happening place to go so.
0: and it's right next to Six Flags.
1: <laughs> hey, why not? you know they, they were at one point talking about because we I mean we have a, a fairly well, it's had its issues but the the, the Columbus Zoo
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: sort of Powell area has always been kind of one of those more renowned zoos. It's good. I think they lost their accreditation because they had i don't know they had some crap going on and blah 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 blah. but they were at one point talking about putting one like in the downtown area it's like nah, let's not do that that, mm. that sounds dumb like red white and boom goes off you know like fourth the big fourth of july
0: sure.
1: uh i forget you're in texas sometimes the, the big fourth of july <laughs> thing down there and uh yeah see how the giraffes take that and the lions and all that Ooh. stuff you know
0: <laughs> just
1: you know how the dogs go off you know to fireworks and stuff uh, let's just throw in some wild animals it'll be fun
0: mm. Mm. well 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 okay well cool i'm glad we could one-up each other with um with our arena districts. Good. Yep. Sounds good. It's good stuff. Check the box. Check the box. Very good. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, this week has been, um, interesting, uh, among other things. I, I don't know, man, like there's just been like tech issues. Like, I don't know if you've been having like technical issues, like with work at all. Um, but like I've had issues with, um, the, uh, like online learning, delivery system that we use um I've had issues with um my students being able to find things that I know are there um and I've also had issues like with the discussion boards like I had everyone um organized like in their presentation groups for one of the classes I teach and I had I mean I had everything set up and like like to where you could just chat with your group, but also like when it came time to do discussion boards, you could just, you know, reply to everyone. And I've been inundated with emails with people saying that they can't, uh, reply to, uh, people outside their group. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like everything is the exact same as all the other discussion boards that we've been doing. So it's, it's just been like a crap. Shoot. like it finally is working, but like there've been way too many headaches along the way. Um, that I just I'm just done with so and um, even the day you know that we're recording this like it's just been meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting this has been like I think the busiest Thursday in a very long time um, very long time so I'm okay though I'm okay
1: it's fine, it's it's fine. Okay.
0: everything's on fire but I'm fine it's
1: fine you know I upset him before the episode you know, it's just mm. you know, it's just upsetting. I get it. Yeah, that's for the only, for patron patrons only. Mm. Well, how did I upset Chase before the episode? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Let's get let's let's just move right along. Let's just yeah. Let's let's talk Trek, shall we? I think it's a good idea. All right, everyone, welcome um, to this episode of These Are The Voyages. We are going into spoilerific territory, so this is your red alert as we talk about Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3, Episode 5, Reflections.
1: You know, I, 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 w- I wanted to say just right off the bat, you know, generally speaking, like, when we go to start an episode... I I try to look around a little bit kind of for like the vibe of how people are, you know, maybe liking a show or whatever you it's it's a a article tagline reading. You know what I mean? Because like it can tell you some and it can tell you nothing as well. Sure. But I will say this. I did see a couple of article titles. Basically, the same thing that we've been saying is that, oh, so like they finally figured it out finally lower decks finally figured out how to, <laughs> how to write a Star Trek and you know what I'm, I'm kind of happy that, that people are also seeing that because it is even if it's yeah. like I don't know <laughs> backyardboys.org.net you know just said, don't look that up I don't think that's real but don't look it up That's <laughs> uh, not an endorsement that. but uh, you know just like seeing anyone out there kind of like validating that a bit because how much had we been crushing lower decks and then all of a sudden we're like we're being
0: nice what's up with that man it's weird truly I mean even Eric (laughs) (laughs) what
1: (laughs) well and and see I remember when we when I first kind of joined in because you you guys had been doing you know episodes for a little bit before I joined on for I don't even remember what did I join in on what was the first thing I joined in on
0: I think the first th- the very first thing that you did was the um season one retrospective of lower decks really? I think so okay Cause like because we didn't I mean we didn't do the week to week I mean Eric and I didn't do the week to week for lower decks um I think partly because we were annoyed with it and we didn't want to talk about it okay people, but like I think we invited you on um to do that. And um I don't have score I don't have like the overall score, but I swear that's that's what you did. I could be oh, that's wrong. Funny. No, I mean that,
1: that that's interesting. But like I, I do remember, you know, early on, uh it was <laughs> it was always kinda like me and you traded the high score and did. Eric could really put in some, some low scores there. I think we've probably evened out a lot more uh, recently and got perhaps a little bit more realistic at times on, on ratings and so forth. But yeah, we could be, we could be pretty brutal, uh, <laughs> at times, especially with lower decks and then mm-hmm. unfortunately with discovery and, you know, sometimes Picard and, you know, it's,
0: it's fine. These other Deck. shows. Yeah. These are these other shows. So, um, but like, they just keep doing this really well, David. And thank you for highlighting that. Cause I, I was seeing some of, um, probably some of the same um, stuff like making the rounds as well. Um, and we'll obviously we'll get to like our, our comments and like how we rate this at the end of the show. But again, like y'all, like pe- like Star Trek shows, I can't believe I'm saying this, okay? So like make a note of this, clip this, something pay attention to what lower decks is doing for these cold opens seriously yeah like these last 5 episodes have been fantastic like 30 seconds to a minute right Th- they're yep. about and it like it hooks you like and i'm i'm really enjoying like as as silly as it is i'm really enjoying like this gag that they've been doing Like, I think all five episodes, if I'm not mistaken, whether it's been the cold open or like towards the beginning of the episode of towel guy, I just, I think that's great. Like it's (laughs) it's putting into a bit with the show this season. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's a very classic show setup though. I mean, this is like classic setup 101 where you, you start with either, you know, just there's some that'll just do a completely random gag, but like a running thing but then most of the time what you'll have is is kind of a prelude into what your main storyline is going to be in a show and we've talked a lot it's cool to have multiple storylines in one episode i don't think it's cool to have like five storylines <laughs> discovery but like you know I, I think it's i think it's totally fine to have like one or two and and that, that's cool but you yeah. highlight the major one like the one that's going to be the impact then you have your B story just how how many times did we and and i i don't want to keep picking on discovery but how many times did we watch discovery and think which one's the a which one's the b plot Mm -hmm. is this a d plot holy crap is there a z plot you you know what i mean it it just it, it it was like a little too jumbled and that's just to me not great writing but this very clear a plot and then we had a a nice little just a nice little tuck in just you know it's like when you're making your bed and you're just tucking in the sheets just right and you you get all cozy and so forth and you're a little tucked in sheets and you're feeling mm. real good about yourself mm. uh, you know nice shower you just tuck right in
0: <sighs> it's good stuff it's, uh, I, I want to be there right now <laughs> <laughs> but instead I mean, we're it. here <laughs> we're here we're talking Trek <laughs> all y'all out there in the world I want to be taking a night nap right now it's fine it's fine it's fine but yeah oh and by the way also
1: captain's log for eric
0: there there we go see eric we remembered you we remembered you yeah so yeah we we um we have this we have the episode starting off where it's rutherford kind of having a nightmare and him just seeing stuff and he's trying to like fix something and we'll get back to that in a little while um and he wakes up very startled and you see and there's towel guy towel guy almost loses his (laughs) towel and that's it credits roll it's great it's a good hook it's a great hook and um from there it's it's really quick setup as far as i'm concerned you know like uh rutherford is um he's exhausted he's not sleeping well because he's having these nightmares or whatever these things are that we don't know about at this point and um his friend tendy like cares about him and offers to like do something to maybe it's you know his implant or whatever that's causing issues so like let's clear the cash and see what happens and um at the same time we also um have boimler and mariner that are doing their thing and um find out that they're being assigned to go work a recruiting booth on this yeah. random planet okay rush week here we go i really um, feel like that doesn't happen like that would be hilarious just like
1: a young Picard, just like come, join Starfleet travel the stars <laughs> That'd be fun
0: Right, right So yeah, um yeah, it, it, Things take off real quickly um, Which which storyline would you rather talk about first, David?
1: I mean, I, I personally I think it would just be good to get into the, the kind of the A thing just start following Rutherford here maybe
0: Okay, cool So, um so yeah, we uh, we have uh, Rutherford and Tendy, and they're working on. Um, I think it's a, a shuttlecraft, right? Is what they're working on. Correct. Yeah. And um, he's just exhausted. So like, she uses like her tricorder, I think it's her tricorder, to like you know run a program and you know clear the cache and um... clears the cache and cookies. <laughs> would you, would you right. like to delete all history?
1: <laughs> yes, I would. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Would um, you like? The free one gigabyte Dropbox drive.
0: No. No, but did you know that you can protect your data by signing up with um, uh, this particular VPN service? That's right. In fact, you can get the first year free for only 83 cents by using promo code TRTVPOD.
1: For only 83 cents, you can feed a Boimler for Mm -hmm. a year.
0: (laughs) That's not a real promo code, guys. Don't. In the
1: arms of. An <laughs> okay. Well that went that
0: went, weird places. <laughs> that went really weird. Thank you, Sir McLaughlin. Anyway. I,
1: I will say though, it, it is it is satisfying to kinda because of, we've we've hinted around a lot with the whole Rutherford, what's wrong with him? Why is he glitching out thing? So it is really nice to kind of get a bit of a payoff here with this. Um but yeah clears cash and cookies and then just just go take a little nappy nap that that solves everything right
0: true story i want a nap can i have a, can I have a nap david
1: well i mean do when when you're off duty okay well he's dead so anyway i have now taken one more pip and i am now <laughs> captain once more i think i was captain once a long time ago captain nope. ensign
0: you were ensign, first officer, is what you were, yeah, something like that. First of your name, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mother of dragons, all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. It's fine. Um. Yeah. So he takes a little nappy nap and uh, wakes up, or is like, or he starts to take a nap, right? And mm-hmm. like, yeah. he can't get comfortable. And there's like a malfunction that's taking place, like with his implant, and weird things start to happen. Like he goes from having a Blue mm-hmm. visor to a red one, so we got like some 3D glasses action going on. I love it, love it. I have to differentiate, man. You do. No, you do. no goatees, but you know, right. red and blue. So, the red one is his um, this alternate personality, which we're gonna find out here in a little while. It's uh, basically him from whenever he was younger, like before before he like was. Older and wiser, so to speak, right? Um, and he's just going around just being a total jerk to people. Like, well, um, um, oh, I forget her name. Why am I forgetting her name? Anyway, yeah the the uh, the trill uh, ensign yeah. that he had yes. went on
1: a date with
0: mm-hmm. four dates, four dates, and you know, is basically calling her boring at one point, um, and he's like he can only see like the, the the Rutherford that we know like Prime Rutherford whatever Blue Rutherford let's just call him Blue and Red Rutherford there we go um, Blue Rutherford um, figures out along the way that he can kind of assert control if he hurts himself like he yeah. can kind of like disrupt Red Rutherford from doing things I guess or completely I don't know what, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, right. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, so a series of things take place and, um, you know, with him, um, trying to, you know, just move about the ship and get off the ship. And I love this part with Shax. Um, (laughs) was it baby bear, baby bear, baby bear. The, the,
1: the, there was a short part before that, but he he blew blew Rutherford uh, kind of lets it drop about Tendy. It's like, oh Tendy'll know what to do. Well, who's Tendy? No, you leave her alone. <laughs> uh, and at this point, like you know he he finds Tendy and sh- she notices something's wrong eventually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he kind of pushes her down and yeah that, that leads the whole sort of uh, chase <laughs> the chase through the ship
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, we, we we know he's trying to get off planet and get away from, from the ship and everything and he's being all sneaky sneaky he makes it to the transporter room um, and um, Shaq shows up and he's like you know you can't do that like you'll disintegrate okay cool it's fine whatever I don't care like you can't do that baby bear <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who baby
1: bear is then you're not the real Rutherford right
0: so he he ends up beaming down to um, the captain's yacht and this is where he really starts fighting with himself
1: okay so let I I just had a minor question about this so obviously yeah, yeah. we know like Picard had captain's yacht
0: right? right you know okay and Uh,
1: Janeway had one too didn't she
0: allegedly
1: yes allegedly okay let's just say allegedly got it well <laughs> freeman captain freeman aboard the cerritos california class ship also has a captain's yacht okay okay sure fine sounds us sounds, uh,
0: well well i mean like <laughs> this isn't this isn't the first time that we saw the captain's yacht like we saw it like earlier this season. I think even last season too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, yeah. I don't, obviously don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But like, this was just kind of weird. Like I, I was kind of digging like the whole, like, you know, they, they can only see each other, like in the reflections and stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. That's fine. But it was kind of weird. Like there was just something that was just kind of weird about it, but like not so weird that it made me dislike the episode. Um,
1: yeah. The, the whole, the whole mirror Mere self is always mm-hmm. like, that's been used a lot, and I mean, as a storytelling device, obviously makes sense because you can see the other personality right. uh, as opposed to doing like a like a golem. You could do that; that'd be fun. Gives me back my body, precious. Wrong sets,
0: wrong Does <laughs> it bounce to us, precious?
1: But no, I, I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was interesting, you know, interesting way to way to run it. But but uh, then you get phasered, and now now we're in Mind palace.
0: We're yeah, we're in a coma. So yeah, we he again, Blue Rutherford is like trying to assert control, so he's just like hurting himself um, to the point where um, Shax finally shows up and like is able to you know, take him into custody, but not before he experiences a coma of some kind. So we don't, we know that there's like this brain activity that we can see, like that seems fine, but there's this other unexplained kind of quality that's going on that I guess Dr. Tana can't make too much sense out of right now, but we know that it's the two personalities trying to fight for control which is what the rest of the episode is basically about.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, I think it's kind of interesting to, you know, once we find out that like, so Rutherford, (laughs) Rutherford was a, was a, Cool and dealing pod racing machine just building things in his little shop and mm-hmm. wearing cool jackets and breaking all the rules and not being a nerd.
0: Mm. So, mm. Mm. that's right. Yeah, the um, they were doing like these races around the Devron system, um, making boatloads of what cash and accolades and stuff yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, they're trophies. Yeah. It's Here's fine. Some Latinum. Who
0: knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, the the red Rutherford, so at this point now we can just say young and old Rutherford. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, young Rutherford's like, man, like you're such a dork, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, we used to be cool. Like, I should be the one that's in charge now. Like, I should be the consciousness that's that's in charge. And you know, I can't believe you're saying okie dokie with everything. Okie dokie,
1: okie dokie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's it. Let's settle this once and for all let's race. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: it, it's, it's kind of cheesy, but like, it, it, it's also kind of fun to, uh, But I I was sort of thinking it's like, so you're telling me that one of these people could not just like, yeah, you go build your race car over there and I'll be over here next to the white light that takes me up to the Mm -hmm. conscious brainness side Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, we're actually going to race.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) It,
1: it, it, I, I I wanted to run this this by a little bit too, because like, so younger Rutherford is obviously very like imaginative, you know. When we when we unveil our our vehicles here, our ships, you know, his is you know it's original and it's you know different parts of you know it's like Vulcan and this and that and the other and quad engines and whatever. Whereas you know older Rutherford just makes the Delta Flyer with matching uniforms, but uh, obviously like our current Rutherford is, is, you know, he's a good engineer, all this stuff, but also an ensign. So still has a lot to learn, but our younger Rutherford seems to have like almost had that sort of Tom Paris, push the boundaries type of thing that led to like the Delta flyer. Whereas Rutherford's just maintaining a Cali-class ship at this point. So, do you think maybe some of this split in personality, perhaps hindered his creativity a little bit?
0: Sure. Sure, do. I mean, like we're gonna find out. I mean, we might as well just talk about it now. I mean, yeah. like there's there's the race that happens, which um, was kind of fun. It was. It, fun. it, it, it was fun to watch and. Like just seeing like their imagination powers, you know, at work. Well a Romulan
1: uh, ship shows up. Yeah,
0: just it's fine. Random Romulan ship in your head. Cool. Wait, uh,
1: actually that that pulls another question. Who imagined the Romulan ship?
0: You think it was older Rutherford?
1: All I'm saying is like one of them had to be erased.
0: I did. I, I do. Okay. Before we get to like the big reveal of like the implant and all that storyline, yeah. um, I do want to, I do want to say like, I thought it was like pretty smart to say, like, yeah, you said that, you know, anything goes basically and that you can dream up your, your friends to help you crew this, you know, souped up shuttle. Right. Yep. It's
1: just a shuttle.
0: <laughs> I really, I really like that. I mean, like, and to, even hearing, um, Mariner, like, imaginary Mariner, saying "Okey yeah. dokey," like, <laughs> I
2: love that. Yeah, I
0: love that so much, so That's much. Good. Um, yeah, it's it's through all this that. Um, young Rutherford's um, ship that he cooked up has been overtaken and it's old Rutherford and the crew of the Delta Flyer that swoop in and basically save his life air quotes yeah Um, and we have we finally get like a little bit more information uh, from like that um, tease that we got at the end of season two about like you know oh we'll just um, delete that or oh we'll just tell him it was like elective or whatever and like they keep doing that um but it it flashes back to that nightmare that we had in the cold open where he was trying to fix something and then it explodes and he wakes up yep and we see the we see it all this time and we still don't know all the details but we know that this is part of a cover up Um, and that we're going to be messing with his memories. We're going to suppress his memories so that this high ranking official is not connected to whatever it is was going on with Rutherford, uh, whenever he was younger. So I thought that was well done. And, um, and it had like a pretty good resolution in terms of like the old and the young, um, coming together, you know, in terms of which personality is going to prevail over the other
1: yeah a couple of questions for you where is this in our timeline let's just say in relation to like i don't know prodigy
0: um that's hard because we don't really know okay like- let, let, let's okay
1: let let me let me make it a little bit a little bit easier because yeah i i, I guess it, as i was asking the question so where is this show in comparison to say like janeway being an admiral
0: so this is um okay so janeway became an admiral um shortly after arriving back from the delta quadrant and we know that she's um uh what is she a three pip admiral i think there's a two pip yeah she's a three pip admiral um by the time nemesis rolls around and this takes place, I want to say, five to seven years after Nemesis. So this is like twenty three, eighty five, six seven, ish, where where this is taking place.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was just, you know, it, it, little ideas, you know, they they rattle rattle in the head. <laughs> so Rutherford is working on ships propulsion.
0: I, let me. I take it back. I take it back. Um, this the series takes place in twenty three eighty, which is one to two years after Nemesis. So, okay. um, so by this point with season three, I mean we could be two years oh, farther along um, than we were when we started. But jury's still out on that one. Got so, <laughs> so let's just call it twenty three eighty two, just for the heck of it. How about that?
1: Yeah. No, that works. I mean, I I, I don't mind. I don't I don't care about your time where we're going I don't need no time mm. um, no but my my thought my thought centers around like okay so what would a dark clandestine uh, potential Starfleet officer need with, with Rutherford because what's Rutherford doing he's making ships he's mm-hmm. maybe trying to find new ways to go fast you know Just put it together, Chase. (laughs) Maybe he's coming up with some other cool form of propulsion that blew up epically in his face in a small-scale experiment because he doesn't know how to contain it yet. That could be something later. (laughs) Okay. Just a way to tie things in. Okay, okay. And by that I I was just, you know, trying to equate like, you know, proto drive, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying it's like what what exactly you know, I, I know I know I know our, our good friend Eric is not much of a speculator, but sometimes I do like to think about that kind of stuff just as a thought experiment. But what what is he I mean, what would he be trying to do that's so that's so pivotal or or that would require well, require clandestine Starfleet officer in quotations and then to cover it up and keep him alive you know what I mean so what I would have to think it would be something relatively pivotal that we'd have to that we could reference later because other than that what
0: would be the point well you remember um, both the books and also um, season one of Picard like how much hubbub there was over um like the romulan rescue mission and like in all that stuff and like we have to build build up a fleet faster than we're capable of doing you know and we have to be able to um advance warp technology more than we've ever done it before and like you know jory laforge is is in charge of that now rutherford's a freaking ensign Right, like he's—I mean—at this point, he's a cadet, yeah. Really, I mean, you—you you saw in the, in the thing like the cargo pants that he was wearing, so he was—he was a cadet, yeah. When this is going on. So, my thing is like Rutherford's personally my favorite lower decker on the show. Um, so perhaps he is, um, to borrow the term, a prodigy. Um, you know, of his generation when it comes to engineering, like maybe he's like the Scotty, the Geordie, the whatever of his of his generation yeah and he's being recruited to be part of like a building project like apart from like you know creating his like hot rod you know spaceships basically yeah i mean like that's a reach at this point like without i mean i i really hope we get payoff with this like i really want to see this storyline through same here i mean it's really got me interested and i just hope we don't forget about it you know i really i really do but like I mean with where we are in the timeline, it I mean like the the Romulan the Romulan um, supernova stuff is the only thing that makes the most sense from sure. a cover up standpoint.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I could I could certainly see that. I could certainly see that. Um, the- but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I do hope that there's some sort of payoff. Obviously we've waited quite a while to get here. Mm-hmm. And you know hopefully it's not too long we have to wait until we just kinda of resolve it. I think it'd be a good good one to just resolve.
0: I think it'd be a good I mean, I'm no screenwriter, but I think it'd be kind of a fun, you know, uh penultimate or season finale type of, of episode, maybe for this season. Yeah, I agree. Um the I will let me put my, my tinfoil hat on for just a second. Um with where we're at in the timeline, with you know it being in close ish proximity to the Dominion War coming to a conclusion. There could be this power vacuum kind of thing where there have been like some backdoor deals like with Starfleet Admirals, mm-hmm. um and other you know, off like high ranking officers, like with you know, just dominion and other ancillary factions that were trying to do something to where they could like benefit or profit or something and maybe they were using rutherford as like a pawn in that in some way true or maybe
1: they just have bugs up their butt yes good callback (laughs) to conspiracy you have bugs up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that still is one storyline that I wish they would have elaborated more on. You know, later on, but there was such a pivot in season two that it was like just gone.
0: <laughs> well, it's also the only episode in all of Next Generation that has n- never been um, on reruns that I know of.
1: Well, it was
0: or something like that
1: yeah i mean it, the the it was i mean it was graphic for tv for the time oh yeah yeah i mean let's see how long we can hold a phaser on it until it explodes Riker. <laughs> yes yes captain let's do that
0: who, who did the face melting better indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark or star trek the next generation
1: well, I mean, Raiders Raiders is just a, yeah, it's a classic face melt there, which, coincidentally, I also might be going on Friday to the uh, uh, Columbus Symphony Orchestra at the Palace is doing uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark screening with the orchestra. Uh, so nice. I might go see that. That'd be pretty fun.
0: Nice. Wait, <laughs> the Palace of Auburn Hills in Michigan? Definitely not. Okay. Well, whenever you say the Palace, that's what I think of.
1: No, 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 no.
0: We, that's too we far don't away. talk about
1: ish again around here okay <laughs>
0: talk about the mitten gotcha, gotcha well
1: i mean it's a few few weeks and we have to start that bs because we live in ohio or whatever
0: mm. mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. all
1: right so moving on
0: <laughs> yeah so old rutherford ends up emerging as the victor um and like with a new appreciation for his older self, but also wondering how does he move forward from here, which I think is a good kind of problem to have to live with and have to move on from.
1: There was one thing I just wanted to point out just with the um, with uh, kind of young Rutherford, mm-hmm. you know, because he had talked before he faded away where he's like, I was so angry and, you know, you're not. You know, clearly kind of the younger version was um, sort of understanding that, you know, this is actually better for us as a person because you've advanced further on down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so that that's the better, the better for better for the body.
0: (laughs) There we go. All right. Well, anything else about the, the Rutherford A line? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Well, meeting up with uh, with the rest of the gang. Um, <laughs> yeah, rest so, of the gang. So we have we have uh Boimler and Mariner that are being sent off to this um Starfleet <laughs> recruitment booth, but Rushfield. they can't
1: leave by right. order of ransom. Right? Or they'll be sent off to Starbase 80? 80. Yeah. That's the
0: worst, guys. No, don't send me there. oh lord have mercy so yeah we get down there and like david i don't know if like you had like that like visceral response but i just remember like walking like on the quad in college and just being like hawked at like join this or join that here take a flyer take a flyer of that and it's like "Oh, oh i don't want to remember that don't let me remember Hmm. but yeah like it, it it was it was good so like we have we have um the Starfleet booth right next to this um uh, uh, archaeology organization with like just the most annoying character man just yeah just like the the thorn in their side like every time they try and make like a good pitch for Starfleet like oh you want you like you like wearing black be assimilated by the Borg <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, Starfleet. Yeah, they get
1: assimilated all the time, which they do, kind of. It's, yeah, kind of. It's not of. a, it's not a guarantee, but it's also not like a, you know, there's no real reassurance there you can give them. <laughs> I, I just, I find it funny the premise that you're pitching Starfleet at a, at a job fair here. It's like, like you're waiting for the career center to get out and just like, hey, you wanna. You wanna mm-hmm. work do stuff join you wanna, the you Starfleet. Do you I want, get you to, to engineer? Do you wanna boldly go? Where <laughs> maybe maybe no one, but possibly no one's gone before.
0: You you wanna you wanna you wanna discover the undiscovered country? Let's go. <laughs>
1: That's good. I like I like that little <laughs> see those are the fun little interjections you can do without being just, you know, annoying about it. That's right. Um <laughs> But yeah, our, our little, our little archaeologist was, uh, you know, goading Mariner the entire time. And uh, the, the funny thing, I did like that stupid little ship, the, not the Gazer. <laughs> <laughs> Boimler's trying to keep this little model ship, ship together, and Mariner keeps right. breaking it. Right. Oh, not the Gazer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like. Like the whole thing is just so annoying. Like, like I said, like we have like these, like the best attempts, right, to sell Starfleet to people at like this fair, and we we have like I think it's like maybe three or four, maybe five, some odd folks, like that pop up every now and again, and uh, like the last one that just like sets them over the edge, and by setting them over the edge, it is boimler i love
1: this part
0: just goes bonkers absolutely bonkers and they, it's yeah. these outpost scientists like just you know like do we get to Jerks. <laughs> do we get it do we get a uniform do we get to um you know do science stuff or engineering stuff like whatever they said and like well yeah and they're like up.
1: Oh, sorry <laughs> it's like see this belt do you get to wear a
0: belt <laughs> i mean we don't have the same Uniforms like we wore some different uniforms. Like it's not quite mainstream, but uh yeah. Yeah. yeah why do they keep changing?
1: <laughs> no, it was it was funny. We we got to see the the Boimler blow up when they took his pip and like stomped on it. Um, and then Mariner, yeah, she stays in the booth because now everybody's like, oh, you can just be a loose cannon but also do engineering. Well, sign me up.
0: <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it, it goes on and on and on, and like yeah, like the the one the one um, alien species is just like yeah, like y- you get to you get to do this, like sign me up, let's go, let's go, and then like Ransom gets called upon, and like we're later up on the ship, and he's like, "No, man, I kind of like <laughs> like that you defended Starfleet as well as you did, but you're yeah. still going to the rig." <laughs> Yeah. We'll have a, we'll
1: have a drink later. I, I, I I like the fact that they're actually trying to advance characters though. Yeah. You know, with Boimler, you're not just making him the complete fool of the group. There's actually some advancement, but I got to say that there were some things that, that he had said in there that really kind of stuck with me. You know, he's going on in his rant, but like, it's like, there was the one part, it's like, we want to explore. We don't even really want to protect you. We did. We have to and you know isn't that kind of the thing though they do the the starfleet is supposed to be for exploration that's right boldly going but what do they wind up doing they wind up protecting people because it's the right thing to do it's not their primary objective really but that's what they wind up having to do And, and i think a lot of people forget that and that you know when we lead into like um I know we don't like talking about it, but the longest book of the longest year before the burn, uh, you know, that whole thing, you saw how easily people forgot what Starfleet was supposed to be about, and it became about stability of the entire galaxy. Well, it wasn't technically for, I mean, that was the Federation, not Starfleet. The Federation was supposed to be your backbone, and Starfleet was supposed to be your explorative wing to find new things and do cool science stuff. But you know, it it oftentimes goes hand in hand. But another thing, uh, I I don't remember which one pointed that out, but it's like, you know, something about a uh, like a military organization. I don't remember the line. It's like, and that's the point I've been making. They are a military organization. It's like Mm -hmm. that's exactly what they are. Uh, But anyway, I, I I thought some of the points that Boimler made, you know, as he was like going nuts, were actually kind of valid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we've been seeing this this season, in particular, the um, the bold Boimler. I know it's been like a joke, but like bold, truly, Boimler. bold Boimler. But truly, though, like we have been seeing Boimler becoming much more bold and confident. Yeah. In, in what like he's been bold like not bold. He's been very confident in his knowledge of Starfleet. He's been very confident in like the procedures right and the decorum of stuff but in terms of like the theory and like the pragmatic stuff i think we're really starting to see boimler becoming a more like you said like more well-rounded more advanced as a character which he should be because he was made a lieutenant for a
1: hot second yeah i mean but yeah he was made lieutenant
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: And he only lost it due to you know just being cloned by a transporter or whatever. It's funny. Transporter accident. Fine. <laughs> but no, I mean I I, I I like the advancement in his character. It, it it's just nice because like I I get a little sick of the fool character, mm-hmm. you know the the bumbling stumbling idiot uh, who you try and make endearing. Well, it's like well no, they're in Starfleet. He's here for a reason. Yeah, he can still be kind of nerdy and. Well, I wanted to fill out the, you know, the report, you know, it's my favorite thing to do, but he can also be cool and he can, he can display his knowledge and he can be bold and boldly go and all that stuff. It's not a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the episode. And that's the episode. (laughs) (laughs) We spent like, what, 30 minutes talking about Rutherford and like five on this. Love it
1: yeah and that and that's that's a very subtle b plot it had funny moments yeah it was a little bit of fun interjected in there well we did have the very end with the archaeologist who had she stole the the neguses the grand neguses staff
0: yeah it was and, all like a lot uh, to uh, like have like the attention on starfleet instead of her so that she could yep. reclaim this and get paid well by the um by the fringy
1: yep but, uh, you know, she kind of reaches out to, to Mariner and, you know, is like, ah, oh, you'd be doing more. So that always leaves the door open for her to go off on, like, some probably Q-related archaeologist thing or something like that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and the way that they... I know, I know that's animated, but, again, I want to give props to this. And, like, maybe I'm overreacting, but there was just something about how her look was drawn how it was animated where it just communicated so effectively like i'm really thinking about it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah it it was so subtle which you can see that like in live action very very well um but like just the way that I, i don't know what it was man but like just the way that that was done with mariner i was just like wow as well
1: yeah i i would say however that however we wrap that up eventually i think that the right decision would be for meritor to finally say nah this is starfleet starfleet's my home because yeah. ultimately as much trouble as she gets into it's not just her friends keeping her around it's i think it's starfleet i think it's deeper than just having a core of friends i think that that helps but obviously i think that there's more to it than that and I I think that that would be the better message. It wouldn't be the sexiest message, but it would be the better message.
0: Right, right. All right, well, if there's nothing else, man, let's move on to the rating and the evaluation stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, start with the Delta where we look at the different divisions of Starfleet service, uh, looking at command, looking at leadership type stuff, uh, leadership theory, um, as well as um, the operations division, uh, communications, uh, engineering, logistics, operations type stuff, and finally science. So, David, what's the Delta rating look like for you in this episode?
1: Oh, boy. The Delta rating. Oh,
0: man. Um,
1: so, starting with command. Uh, man. Um. I don't... I don't necessarily know if I can wholeheartedly give any sort of command Delta, because the Rutherford storyline didn't really have anything to do with that, necessarily. Um, Although, I will say that the only sort of stretch I could possibly make is like... So he made up his own crew, he became the captain of the Delta Flyer for a second, and was able to you know what i could kind of i could kind of start to build a case for this because despite this all going back in his mind it shows his true character when he goes back for himself at potential risk to him and his friends although it's only all in his head right so i guess for that you could argue a, a potential delta strictly for rutherford because he is showing his true decisive character because conceivably that would be the same decision he would make if he were put in that real life situation. He would go back for his friends, he would stand with them, he would do the right thing, stay somewhat cool under pressure, hopefully. So for me, I, I, I could I could see I don't know, I could see Rutherford I could see Rutherford getting a little bit of a delta for command there. I, I think okay. I've talked myself into that. Okay. Um Science. Uh, science? Uh, I mean, I guess you, you, you specifically, oh, Mon Capitan, uh, could maybe argue science of the mind here, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, and hope maybe you can make some psychological sense out of that. Uh, I mean, more from a Star Trek-y science standpoint. I, I'm not quite sure if I would call the whole the whole maybe whacking your eye to, to try, you know, you're figuring out a solution to not having control over your body <laughs> I, I just don't know if that's very scientific or not uh, I'm not sure man, that's, it's, it, that's hard, that's hard, I don't know if I have an answer for science, like I feel like maybe you could make a better sort of argument for science than I could perhaps so I, I don't know if I can do it uh operations the only thing i would say there is hey older rutherford was able to like rig the transporter to transport him somewhere else to try and get away so there's transporting but i'm not going to give it an operation i just i can't sure. do it sure um but yeah i'll give it a command i am I'm, I'm a bit 50 50 on science because i think there could be a case there that i just can't make operations i i, I don't see
0: it sure so when, when, when the command stuff, whenever I was like saying that I was, um, going straight to the, the Delta flyer thing, yeah. uh, myself, um, for, for the, the, basically the same reasons that you were, you were outlining. So I won't go over that too much. Um, but yeah, like, you know, he, I think part of leadership is like having like that um, like that that on the spot like creativity of how can we like or, work our way through this and, like you're only limited by your own imagination and like you got to try stuff out to see if it will or won't work um, sometimes so he took into account like the very literal thing of like you know do what you want type of thing and that's where he brought in like into his mind palace right like the rest of it, of his friends you know, even if they were only just like these constructs more or less. So I really like that. And like you said, like it was really showing like the deeper parts to him, like, yes, he's a very talented engineer. We've seen that, but there's also leadership quality to him as well that we're seeing in the moment uh, with, with, you know, captaining the, the Delta flyer um, in, in his mind. So there's that. Um, I think there's a couple of different ways I could go with science. On this, and it's it might be a little bit of a stretch, but the, you know, the thing that I'm telling my um, or that I'm you know, usually talking about processing through, like with both my clients and even with instructing my counseling students, is that if you um, if if your sleep is out of whack, everything else is going to be screwed up. Um, so we got to take care of like not just like your nourishment, you know, and your your physical activity, but we also got to take care of like your, your sleep cycle as well. So if that's like a hormonal imbalance that's impacting, you know, your ability to sleep well, um, or it's other stuff, you know, that we got to look at um, like what is your, your sleep cycle? What's your, your sleep schedule looking like? So we have like a piece of that, right? Where he's having these nightmares. So there's a trauma. There is a trauma that's take that has taken place in his life and it's been very uh, repressed. There's a book, Um, it's called, uh, the body keeps the score. It's a very, very popular book in the, uh, the trauma circle of mental health. And part of what the book says is that, um, even if you can't remember, there are parts of our bodies that are trying to remind us of what's going on or what has happened. Like, you know, that we've tried to protect ourselves. So our brain, um, we had this, there's this um, idea um, of neuroplasticity where our, our brain is, um, very malleable, where we can quite literally change our mind. Like we can quite literally change, like how the structure of our brain looks and processes stuff basically. So Rutherford, we know from this episode experienced a great trauma that he has been forced, you know, in the sci-fi show to forget you know, by technology. So I think that this is, um, part of him, like working on some of like a trauma narrative of sorts. Um, which is what you would do, um, in counseling, you would, you would, you would eventually start to talk about like the trauma that you experienced in order to process it, to be able to have this, what we call post-traumatic growth. So it's still early in that developmental stage of him processing it. But I think this is like potentially like the early steps as he's gaining more awareness of it. Like, what do I do with this now type of thing, which is like a question that you will, you would have like trauma clients um, working through more or less. So I know that's a kind of a long diatribe, but um, I think there is something there again from like that mental health kind of realm that I kind of highlighted even last time. Uh, with the spa. So I'd I'd say that we're doing a pretty decent job of of tackling it. So like I can feel comfortable um, giving a science with the operations stuff. Like we have the building, even if it is in the mind palace, even if it is in the coma, we have the building of stuff like with, with young Rutherford, like building his souped up, whatever, amalgamation of a, of a ship and also you know old Rutherford you know being able to like there's no replicator right there's no replicator in the mind palace like brother man like is able to imagine like the specs so I want to give the dude some credit on that like th- like the dude was able to imagine the specs of the delta flyer um, and build it with his mind rather than replicate it, even though it did just like pop up, you know, like Johnny on the spot right then and there. So I feel mostly comfortable, um, even with an operations Delta being thrown in there. So anyway, that's my thoughts. It was a long, long ramble. Um, All right. So with that, let's roll into um, the numerical rating. So on a scale of one to 10, one being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing. How do you rate this, David? Oh, boy. So.
1: There have been a lot of very positive ratings so far this season. And I think I even said this last week that there's there's a high potentiality that some other episodes are going to need to be re- reevaluated for me later on because it's it's really really hard not to go overboard this episode I think was particularly good for the sheer just reasoning that it had a great story that was well thought out the funny was actually funny Mm Mm-hmm the sort of star trek placement was was good and i think that it provides some answers and then also some potential questions for the future so it not only closes a chapter but also opens up more stuff generally speaking those episodes for me are not rated as high as other episodes that are more standalone nature because it largely dependent depends on how the future pans out. Because if you don't pan out anything more with Rutherford for the rest of the season, then what did you do this for? If you don't pan out anything more for that arche, rogue archaeologist and that storyline with Mariner, then what the hell did you do it for? You know what I mean? So it's really kind of like a temper tempering process. It has to be done at this point. But I, I really like the, the the Rutherford storyline. I, I kind of like this battle in the mind, um, and then ultimately having a very positive outcome where you're not, you know, you're not killing off a personality. You have a personality that says, "Yeah, you you have grown. You've done better. This is the right thing to do." I thought that was very touching. Um, because I, I think we all look for meaning in what we do. And if we find meaning in something, then it, then it obviously makes everything okay. I mean, I think that that's why people look towards religion for their lives to make their lives seem like there's something there, you know what I mean? Or, or, uh, higher power or whatever you want to call that for yourselves. Um, those sort of things kind of bring some meaning into life and 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 that's what we all want we all want meaning and i think for this with rutherford both rutherfords now they have new meaning because our older rutherford now knows what he was like when he was younger and maybe he can have a little bit more imagination over things and then the younger version of rutherford knows that he will be better like things will get better, his anger will go away, and that his future is a lot brighter than his past was. So he is okay with effectively passing in nothingness. And it all depends on how you view the thing. Is it a latent personality or is it a piece of soul? Or you know, do we do a yeah. theological discussion with this or do we just do a scientific discussion with it? Either way, that thing, whatever that was is gone. And that's mm-hmm. that's pretty heavy for a cartoon to explore so with that being said that was great and then I liked our little funny Boimler Mariner booth thing with bold (laughs) Boimler going boldly nuts where no nuts (laughs) person has gone before it's a complete contrast to what we had you know pretty serious storyline that I mean it it actually got violent I mean Rutherford actually like pushed Tendy down like it wasn't like you know, it wasn't gentle. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. So that's a heavy, heavy line up there. And then you have this kind of funny thing that keeps things a little bit more cartoon light. Um, and normally, as we had watched in the past, that might not fit for us very well. But it fit really, really well in this mm-hmm. episode. So the writing's better. Um, everything seems to be really nice. And it sets us up kind of a cool little plot line maybe down the road. If it's not cool, I might revise this. who knows? Um, so what do I give it though? This is this is this is the tough part for me. Uh, so let me go to IMDB. <laughs> let me do what Eric does. You know this has an eight point8, very not very many ratings, but it has an eight point8. on IMDB it's the highest rated episode of the season wow so do I like it more than room for growth or minding the mind's mind's gosh it's a
0: 9 I'm giving it a 9 wow Wow. Wow. Okay. This was... I think like this season has been like the first season of Lower Decks where I've actually wanted to watch most, if not all, the episodes again. Like, I know we've kind of joked about like, I watched it just to be able to talk about it on the podcast and that's about it (laughs) type of thing. Uh, Whether it's been Lower Decks or like the other shows as well. Um, I love the mess out of this, this episode. So doggone much. Um, Like you highlighted, like the growth that we're seeing from all the characters, like somehow Mariner is nowhere near as annoying as she has been Um, in this series there's growth there's development with Boimler my boy Rutherford's getting time to shine let's go Rutherford hashtag team Rutherford here we go baby Um, Tendi man like Tendi like she is becoming much more confident and mature in her role too as you know our science division team member of the lower decks Um, so like I just I love how like so far how well rounded everyone has become and like you said like there was some pretty heavy stuff that happened in this um this episode there's a there's a show that uh we watch as a family and and we love we love the the show it's called bluey it's on um uh disney plus and um on disney plus there's um uh, um you know it's it's this like australian kids show that um that you're able to watch and on that episode or uh, in one of the episodes like they handle death so well for little kids like it's this little bird like that um, the main character finds and like just the way that they talk about it so well done and I think it's like almost like that for me with um, with how they they handled like this thing that that Rutherford's experiencing, like you said, like, is this a, a, um, a latent personality? Is this a piece of a soul? Is this, what is this type of thing? Um, but recognizing like having like that insight, like I would call it maybe like this insight, this awareness of yourself that you're having to explore in real time, like things are going to be okay. Even if I was forced to remember, my body is telling me that something happened and that, even in that trauma, things are going to be okay. Um, this is a doggone good episode. And um, truthfully, I was going to rate this higher than what um, what you did. And I don't know if I should or not. You do whatever you want to do. Oh, dang it, David. Dang it. Okay. Well, the, I'm just going to go with this. I'm still okay with this number. It might change when we go do the, the retrospective down the line. I might bring it up I might bring it down depending on when we look at scores but right now like the number that I've had on my mind since before we came in and I'm going to it's going to be some shock and awe for Eric whenever he hears this and sees this and stuff probably you too this is a great episode great great episode nine and a half there we go Yeah.
1: Yep, this is this is one that we'll be seeing in the award show, I'm
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it ends up being a nominee. This is a great episode. Let's open up a channel and let uh, Commander Eric say his piece about this episode.
2: Hey there, it's Eric. Sorry I couldn't be there this week with Chase and David. Uh, I had to take a little away mission of myself uh, for work to, to Nashville, but here I am. You still get to hear what I think about this episode. Um, I just have to say that I'm... I've said it before, but I'm really enjoying this season of Lower Decks. It has definitely grown its beard. Something has changed in the writing of this show. We make the joke, hey, maybe they're listening to us about what went wrong with this show or what we didn't like about this show, and and there's some, some true growth here. And, and I think we're finally starting to see growth out of like our characters too that maybe I haven't seen before and that's really what I'm loving about this season so far and and this episode in particular um, I just think it's absolutely fantastic and it'll be interesting Uh, I have no idea what Chase or David thinks of this episode if they liked it if they didn't what their ratings are so when I finally get to hear from them about this we'll see we'll see how we match up here but you know the the thing that i really enjoyed about this episode was the rutherford story right we got teased with this a little bit at the end of last season with like oh what if what you know what about his implant well we'll make him think it was elective and and i was really waiting for that story i was like i thought that was going to be like a really big plot point in this season and it hasn't been and I'm I'm really honestly surprised that it took us till episode five to get to it but man I really enjoyed that storyline and you have to think like you know so in his youth I guess he was sort of like an angry person I mean and and I guess kind of a little reckless and now he he is absolutely not that he says all kinds of weird things like oopsie doopsie or oopsie daisy or or some weird stuff like that instead of you know to try to be polite and be nice and not be angry but we see that that's just not the person he was um in the past and like what is it that that turned him into this and um honestly you know like making friends is what did it to him and, and like he, you know he put on he, he had this accident and he got the his memories repressed and he you know went in, on the cerritos and he made a close group of friends and it looked like in his past he was just a loner and you know that is just that's there's something to be said for being able to make a group of friends who you know will always be there for you and you know that will will help you um right and when he's in this race with his younger self he has a crew he's not just doing this by himself and i think that's like a major aspect of why i love star trek is like we don't have to be the lone gunman here the lone wolf in the cub like (laughs) our mandalorian with his little tiny pal we can we can we have a crew we can work together we can solve our problems and and uh, we're better for it and um, you know we start to care about people and we start to care about missions and helping and I just I really love that that idea here and and just the whole idea in general of you know confronting your younger self and what changed I know like Tapestry is one of my favorite episodes of of The Next Generation it was my number one best of Picard moment and and you know, Picard doesn't actually interact with his younger self. He's his, his older self transported back into into his younger body. But he still gets to interact with the people that were around him at that time. And, and you know, he made certain life choices. And, and he decided, you know, I have to, you know, maybe I have to live with those life choices. And, you know, we get to see Rutherford here kind of almost doing the same thing. Like... He's getting to interact with his younger self and going back to explore the, the moment in his past life that really, like, defined him, I guess. Um, but what, then we see he, you know, he, and I just, I just love that idea, that concept just really, something about it just really, um, in, I enjoy that idea, um. And yeah, and, and I guess we're interested to see where it goes. It could be heading to some Section Thirty-One storyline, most likely. Which, for me, I don't know if I like that idea because I think Section Thirty-One has been overplayed. Um, I just don't know why we have to keep going back to it. It just that just felt like a Deep Space Nine thing to me. And I know we went back to it in the in Star Trek Into Darkness, which I really hated. We, we had to go. We we Discovery went to it in season two. Which I, I really didn't enjoy that storyline. So I'll be I'll be interested to see if it is a section thirty one thing here, how we deal with that. But man, this this Rutherford storyline really hit me hard and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I would call that the A plot to this episode, especially since it's titled Reflections. The thing that really the other the other storyline, the the B plot with Mariner and Boimler you know, I didn't like that as much. It, it felt like these two, these A-plot and this B-plot were just too disconnected for me from each other. And it didn't make the episode flow or fit together as well as it could have. But but I enjoyed this. And, and I know we've we've had this discussion on our show before of, like, you know, Starfleet's not a military organization. Yeah, but it kind of is a military organization. And, and that's kind of the point that, that we're getting to here with... Um, Beckett and this architect, 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 archeologist over here who is like just putting down everything that that Mariner says. And, and, and it's funny. It is definitely funny. And it's like this philosophical discussion of what is Starfleet? How can Starfleet be a peacekeeping and exploration, you know, uh, organization when we have to keep fighting off the Klingons and the Romulans and the Cardassians and, and I'm I'm glad they actually mentioned the Cardassians here because you have to think about where this fits in the timeline. It's it's almost immediately after the Dominion War. It's not. It's just a couple of years removed from that, which I think some of us might actually forget in that regard. So like you know, it, talking about the Cardassians there was really interesting, and then. To see Boimler lose his shit when someone just, like, because Boimler loves Star Trek, Starfleet, Boimler loves Starfleet, he loves being an officer, he loves, he wants to, this is, this is everything in the world to him, and when someone insults him, he just loses it, loses it, and it's, it's, you know, I, I, you know, I understand why he lost it, because he loves Starfleet, um, so yeah, I I, I like that storyline. I don't like it anywhere near as much as the the Rutherford stuff. It just it feels really disconnected as an episode for me. Um, I know we have to have a storyline for for you know Beckett and and Boimler. I get that, but I just every time we were there, I just wanted to get back to the Rutherford stuff. Um, you know, Tendi, Tendi, once we get into the, the whole, the real, the, the whole heart of the Rutherford story, she doesn't have a lot to do this episode, so I think, I mean, she, she helps get him into sick bay and, and so he can go on this, like, vision quest, whatever, and so that's important, but, you know, she doesn't have all that much to do in the end, um, If I was gonna try to give this um, our Delta ratings, I think that would be where I would struggle. Like, where's the like the leadership, the command that we're showing? I don't even think Carol Freeman is in this episode. We've still just got Ransom out there, um, you know, trying to put Mariner in bad situations, which I think is is bad command. You can you can sort of say like. You know, Rutherford has some command strengths here by, like, putting his crew together in this race in his little Memory Palace vision quest thing. So maybe there's some kind of command there. Um, I think there's definitely some engineering when he builds his um, Delta Flyer, which I love. I love that, the Delta Flyer coming back. And, and you can see both... Rutherford and his younger self are, are building their own All right. Well, thank you
0: for that, um, so Eric. There's, there's definitely um, engineering there. I hope you um, have safe travels back um, uh, to the station into uh, there where you belong. Along, by the way, I don't really um, know if there's stuff operations going so, um, on that I could that I could weird, try weird and think stuff, of giving. Like a delta the water to. fountain is making dollop. So for some I'm, reason, I'm struggling I mean, with I'm the okay deltas
2: on this episode, but as a whole, I don't I don't know if it matters. The vending machine is like before. Some on fire episodes, but it's fine even if it's i'm fine. not giving it's deltas does it um, matter so because so, so te- technically actually pretty great
1: here. technically last week's um, episode so I know, edged I know last out for I the highest rated like episode to, to Chase and but David, let's just say scores hold you know, here and eric's just the second feeling best crazy. Epi- last week's episode was probably the mm-hmm, second best mm-hmm. episode i mean we're just like continually of topping ever. ourselves in relation
2: uh, to like highest
1: rated episodes
2: for this this episode might be better than last week's. i know uh, but, I know. I want to point this out story, real quick before we I get say, to the most important well, part of the show. it just feels so, so disjointed. Looking me, at like, last season's ratings I, I don't for a second, I, I don't for a second. Um, the first and the, and the Boimler four is episodes of
0: season two. So we're not I, that great. I don't great. think I can
2: rate it higher than last week's episode, but we're I don't, not that I don't great. think it's, it's too um, much. We're talking like in terms of
0: averages like of all that. three of our ratings. So
2: I'm just going to give it like an 8.9. it you know, was a 5.7. Really 7. solid, really um, good episode. Episode 2, 7.1. Really enjoyed 1. it. Episode 3, I'm, I'm looking 6. forward 4. to seeing what Chase and David um, rated this um, if we're even 3. like 9. on the same page here. I have a feeling oh. that that Chase might have rated
0: this a pretty high you want to say it. Um, right. But we'll but see. But then it was the back Thanks half for of the season when I'll, things back,
2: back with the boys picked next up a little bit. Sure.
0: Like scores yeah. started yeah. to improve Bye. for the most part. Where we're having like sevens and sixes and sevens mm-hmm. and sevens and eights and eights. Mm-hmm. And consistently we have been improving. Like the scores have been great. Yeah. Like our average ratings as of right now at the time of this recording, 7.8, eight and a half. Seven point nine eight point eight nine and a quarter. Yeah, it's it's
1: a huge statistical jump. It really when you're is. talking about from the retrospective, this season was an average or last season was an average of six point three. So official final considered rating average between the three of us six point three. Right now the average eight point eight point three, eight point four basically. Mm-hmm. That's a significant jump.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. huge jump. I I kind of want to like I'm I'm half joking, but I'm I'm actually kind of serious about this. Like I kind of want to write Mike McMahon and be like, first off, thank you. Second off, please keep doing this. Yeah, do do
1: this thing.
0: Please keep doing whatever you've done for season three of Lower Decks. Please keep doing this. Yep. Absolutely. Oh man. Alright. Well, enough of that. Let's get to the most important part of the show. <coughs> Twitter poll
1: <laughs> Just Eric's not here to do that.
0: There we go. All right. So um I polled the people of the Twitter and it was um on brand for this week's episode of Lower Decks. And here's the question If you could choose any of the following ships to race against someone, which one would it be? The Millennium Falcon? Serenity, the Planet Express, or the TARDIS? I mean, that's not even a fair question. You know, that's
1: <laughs> like, you're backing me into a corner.
0: Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the logical, the logical answer would be the TARDIS because it can just be anywhere at any time. That's true. But I mean, the Millennium Falcon, something about parsecs. It's fine. It's fine. Millennium Falcon for loyalty. TARDIS Millennium. for,
0: you know. Obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to the results. So um, um, coming in, um, we have a tie for last place, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in, in last place with um, 11.1% of the vote, my friend. Serenity which is from Firefly, by the way.
1: Yeah, I was about to ask. I, I figured it was from some weird, dumb, stupid show that nobody watches. I've never watched it. I know people like it, though. Yeah.
0: And Planet Express from Futurama. Okay, fair. Is
1: it, like, considered, like, a fast ship? It's, a, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's cool.
0: It's all right. It does things. It goes fast. It does certain
1: certain things that, you know, the the fast and the things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So coming in as our runner up in second place with one third of the vote. Falcon which means 44.4% of the vote went to the TARDIS
1: wow logical mm-hmm.
0: choice mm-hmm. well like you we could like maybe even say like you cannot use time travel like that you cannot do the time travely stuff like with the TARDIS mm-hmm. like you just have to do like the flight stuff which again it's meant to be um operated by I believe it's like five or six people if I'm not mistaken um so i mean you could bring in like a team of like companions like with your choice of a doctor or just a team of doctors yeah there you go that thing. that'd be that'd be interesting yeah so anyway that's the show dude that's the show so man we we jibber-jabbered for a while even without eric that's right okay. being here with us he had to phone it in that's fine it's fine thank you healing frequencies Hey, speaking of hailing frequencies, David, if y'all out there really enjoy what, um, what we were talking about, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you enjoy the show, um, there, you can get in contact with us on all the things, trtvpod.com. you learn more about us there. We're also on on um, all the things, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at trtvpod. If you want to get in contact with us directly, you can do that. Enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com and also us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There is a three-minute limit, so watch out before we um, have to forcibly send you off to a recruitment booth. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, like a brand-new PIP, appreciate it. Uh, Lone Star Station, PO Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to bold to go and make it so.